Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for one of the most explosive editions ever of the Corkscrew Climb, the Tour Down Under. Huge gaps, GC lead changes, early finish. They actually kicked it off well. They're a bit quicker today actually uh compared to the start <laughs> yesterday but to remind you of the profile three categorized climbs 117k stage so easily under three hours starting in norwood in the east of adelaide going up norton summit sort of a, not that steeper climb then into the hills looping around the hills doing checker hill 2k 6.4 percent with some steeper sections in there and then the fast gorge road descent into the base of corkscrew if i had to do a european comparison to gorge road i would compare it even stylistically to that road where bora and Louis leon and astana were pulling in paranese stage 8 2021 when roglic was just sitting off the back and couldn't quite get back on very similar super fast <laughs> you want the draft um, and positioning is really important there uh, before the corkscrew, which is 2Ks, 2.4Ks, 9%. I think it may be 8.5%, but there is a really steep section in the middle, and then it levels off at the end. And then there's a 6K, the shortest descent they've I've seen them use, actually. It was barely 6Ks from the top, and it was almost all descending except for this last right-hand corner, which is like 350 to go in Campbelltown. The women's was longer, so it would be relatively easier for a group to stay away. It, it really isn't that technical a descent it is an aero plus pedaling descent but yeah they had a breakaway finally today benji so the stage was a little bit little bit sharper at the start exactly the break was a two-man uh break including fabio Fellini from astana and honore for uh ef education first so basically the f team which had their gc decapitated was going in the break now with honore and astana who is celebrating Moscon's 23rd position in GC on their social media is also in the breakaway. So just two teams that aren't that relevant GC-wise and they, well, they take the KOM points and the intermediate sprint first two places, but who was going to take third at the KOM and third at the intermediate sprints? And KOM-wise, it went to the man that we kind of criticized for going for KOM, or at least we noted that it wasn't very useful. And I'd argue it's not very useful again. Luke Plapp took three points there, making him equal in the KOM standings at the start of this race. Well, at the top of the KOM point there. They had 10 points after that to get with Jay Vine, who also had 10 points. But Jay Vine was destined to take times on the last climb today. Points on the last climb. So when it comes to those standings, I didn't understand why Luke Plapp was once again going for it because it was so unrealistic for him to take the jersey from it anyway. So anyway, I thought it was still worth it for Luke Plapp to go for GC at that point, personally. Now, after that KOM point, came the intermediate sprints. I just said it. The first two places went for the breakaway. So the third spot was the only spot left. Kading Gross taking two seconds. So one second at both the intermediate sprints. That would move him up a tiny bit in GC before we got to Corkscrew. Whether he would remain in that spot was yet to be seen. Now, 
the peloton would not get to corkscrew without some people hitting the floor unfortunately and it's a rider that i was quite bullish for and definitely you were as well corbin strong the uh new zealand zebra and he crashed together with haddinston wood the british guy uh just before corkscrewing that descend you spoke about now there was something weird there because on one end, yeah, Corbin Strong crashing is unfortunate because he was actually close in GC, 15 GC before this stage, if my memory serves me right. So was going to matter for this stage, which really sucks that he's out just before that climb starts because positioning is key. And positioning is key for Dennis as well. And I think Robin McEwen, you mentioned it to me before this podcast recording started, mentioned that in the run into towards Corkscrew uh, climb, Rohan Dennis was seen with a bike that didn't have a number on it. So must have had a bike change, was near the back of the group as well. So positioning was not really perfect going into the climb. And positioning is key here because we're going towards a climb that ramps up swiftly and has a fast descent towards it. So your positioning at the bottom will be vital because the speed going into it will be mad. And honestly, there's moments on corkscrew where you could say okay maybe if it goes a bit slower into the base and a team doesn't take over you can save your positioning but that wasn't the case here eh? some teams had a big plan and who was the team that took it up from the bottom well age two r they had o'connor in really really good position uh vine was basically sitting on o'connor's wheel jacob alula had simon yates in really good position and yeah it's the umbo team you could just see in the run in dennis trying to move up and that would have cost a lot of energy uh but speaking of ramping up swiftly uh to use benji's words ramp up your indoor training you like that one that was amazing (laughs) (laughs) ramp up your indoor training with the zwift hub available in north america europe and the uk we hear you australians um i'll I'll forward it through to zwift that the australians want the zwift hub too uh maybe in the future no promises but ride 25 k's on strava join the challenge to unlock 50 dollars 50 pounds or 50 euros off the zwift hub and also go in for a chance to win a whole lot four figures worth of indoor cycling tech it has nine days left so plenty of time and the zwift hubs automatic resistance will make you feel every climb and descent throughout swift's virtual worlds go and check it out through the link down below but yeah age to r clearly i spoke to o'connor after the stage yesterday he said he had good shape and he did good numbers on uh nettle hill but he was caught up in that uh crash or just chain drop with matthews uh and he actually said that matthews you know kind of did have a right to be annoyed a guy and we've been seeing this on tv guys have been jumping into the gravel and then just hopping back in yeah and apparently that happened to bling who was in good position so i can understand matthews frustration with that sort of thing happening um but regardless o'connor wanted to obviously make a statement today with the hardest climb in the race and the age of two took over, but they didn't have, um, I don't know they didn't really have the horsepower when it got really steep. We saw Bennett move up and here she, and it was UAE who started to really launch it first with here. She, you can see vines on the radio once, twice, three times, obviously saying, pick it up harder, harder. And Dennis is already yeah. slipping positions, 50th wheel. And if you're there at that point, GC's over because there'll be splits and if you, if you don't make it into G2, you'll be in trouble. Uh, so here she went, then Bennett pulled hard and then we were into the switchbacks and Vine just launched with Yates in the wheel and it was very similar to, sort of similar to the climb yesterday actually, if 
fine pushing with Yates in the wheel, a predictable outcome. Were you surprised? I don't know, Bill Bowles just so consistent all year when you look at his results. Um, I was surprised he was the only guy that could follow, actually. I agree. I was expecting perhaps the riders that we saw yesterday, like Hindley, Hindley. who was strong on that climb, to be able to to be there. But it was really the, the distance that the attack, the initial move of Vine already made together with Simon Yates was quite significant. And then we looked back with the camera and Peo Bilbao was the only rider that we saw in the distance. Now, I didn't expect Peo Bilbao to catch them on the climb itself. I don't know why, but even when it comes to like the the, the gradient evening out a bit towards the top, I would have expected him to be the one that catches them in the descent because descendings is, he's a demon descender. While when it comes to the climbing, I think Simon Yates and... And, and Vine definitely still have an engine also on the rolling part of the climb. So it was kind of surprising that Bilbao actually caught him, I would argue, in my opinion, towards the end of the climb. But he did that on that rolling part towards the top. Those three riders were going to make it to the top. Vine once again taking care of one point. So plaps of the, of, the, of the crowning there. So that's not happening. So um, when it comes to the rest, the second group, Matthew seemed to be pretty good in there. So what would have happened if Matthew's yesterday didn't have that issue would we have seen simon yates in the move yesterday would we have seen simon yates in the move today it's also curious but i well, do think expect about what would simon happen. yates okay yates doesn't pull on the descent he sits yeah. on bling pulls from behind and maybe the gap looks completely different yeah true so and maybe maybe bling would have been in the priority position maybe they he didn't get all the resources today helping in position as well because Yates is now their A leader. It, that mechanical huge impact on the race and how it played out. Yeah, but I do expect even if, for example, uh, a Sam Yates is sitting on that Bilbao and and Vine would have kept the For engine sure. going in the descent because Bilbao demon descender and Vine. Honestly, you can say what you want. Yeah, yes, the guy came from Zwift Academy into cycling and so forth. But the guy had a career before that as like a, a semi pro Nero Continental and so forth. Got to the pro division through Zwift Academy in in that sense and he's actually not bad at descending because that's always a doubt when it comes to the riders that come through that circuit but let's be honest about it if you can follow Bilbao on a descent that's basically confirmation that you can descend now Bilbao didn't go all out in a descent right it's not like he he tried to instantly well, drop them in a descent eh? yeah you I think to, that's you part have to of work it. together it's a rolling pace line on like minus yeah. two three percent for the most part um and that's where Vine you know, he's not 60 kilos. Yep. He, he's a bigger guy. He's like six foot plus. It's That's why he's so lethal after the climbs because, yeah, he can – he's pushing 400 watts on the on the false flat downhill. Yep. It makes a big difference compared to Simon Yates who's getting, you know, punished a bit more relatively <laughs> on those on those yep. downhills. It was a bit strange for a moment on corkscrew here. She was kind of pulling behind uh, when Vine went. Uh, maybe it was soft pulling, letting the gap open. I'm not sure. Um, he'd already pulled, but – and yeah, Bill Bowles the only one that went across. Um, Seb just wanted to let everyone have a have a go today. Um, <laughs> that that's no, nah, he was actually in group two. He you can see him. He was, he was there with Hinley and Co. Anyway, just sent. They keep working. No reason not to. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Dennis, no one can really see where he is. Um, you can't know for sure. He's not in a group two because there's no front motorbike on this descent and there's also no back motorbike on group two or group three really we saw some footage of a schmidt group with quick step there's just helicopter shots through a forest so you you can't say for sure where dennis is 
if you're in the UAE car. And so Vine just keeps it keeps it down, goes into the yeah, Phil Liggett said that he like his inexperience meant he stuffed up the final and I was like he was riding to go into the leader's jersey very obviously. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if he starts finessing <laughs> with fifteen hundred meters or doesn't lead it out, then Yates is also going to finesse. Um yeah. or they attack him and they gain seconds on the road. So he leads out into the corner, um, trying to keep it going, and Bill Bow comes over the top of him and wins the sprint, which is what Bill Bow is want to do. Like he just is, as I said, like if I read out his results last year. Like, of course, the guy is not going to win a Grand Tour, most likely. But, you know, UAE Tour, third, Tirreno, ninth. Yeah. Basque Country, fifth, with the stage. Alps, fourth, with the stage. Giro, fifth, with multiple stage top uh, top tens. Polonia, third, with a second on a stage. Deutschland, second, with a stage. That's all year he's performing to some level. You know, Montreal and Quebec, 12th and ninth. Like, very consistent rider and valuable rider you know nearly 2000 uci points and he kicks it off here but uh, man, with a stage win that was perfect for him dnf the schwalb classic at the start of the year i'm sorry but that clearly yeah, ends his streak of oh la 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 no no on a serious note once again delivering he was delivering in gc as a consequence of this as well because gc wise this delivers jay vine in the lead of this race because you said it jay vine was trying to Secure GC by going early there, and he basically does it because the two closest riders in GC now after this race are the two companions that are together with him, which is Bilbao and Simon Yates. Jay Vine in the lead with 15 seconds on Bilbao, 16 seconds on Simon Yates. And outside of that, there's a major gap. Like we're talking about 45 seconds to place four, and that's because Jay Vine kept it going there. So he's basically isolated GC to the people he was with. And those are people that are not going to have it easy in the final stages of the Santa Stood and Under to take over GC from Jane Vine here. So something has to happen. Some strategy needs to work out for these riders. They need to drop Jay Vine somehow. But we saw that it can happen quickly. Eh? Michael Matthews endured a mechanical and was dropped out of GC. I don't hope Jay Vine has a mechanical, of course, because he definitely uh, deserves whatever comes to him here at the Santa Stuart and Under, and he's starting off with a banger of a year eh, at UAE. Let's be honest about it. Aussie champ TT. And now when it comes to the Tour and Under, he's already in the lead of GC with two stages to go. And it's not exactly the most terrifying stages for Bilbao and Yates, if you're Vine, right? Um, I'd be a little bit nervous about Bilbao because his sprint yeah. is good. I'll be a little mm. bit nervous. Um, but as you said, 28-second gap. I just checked while you were talking. I was about to say, you know, that has to be one of the biggest ever gaps from Corkscrew to the finish in Campbelltown. And when Evans won solo, which, you know, with no help, it kind of is almost more impressive. But yeah. it might have been a late attack. Uh, he won by 15 seconds. So, yeah, huge gaps. I didn't expect it. So it really is... Bill Bowles, the only one in touching distance, because I don't see, because like Yates, sorry, Bill Bow does have the capacity to take intermediate sprints if they're uphill or kind of unpleasant. Tomorrow, that's yep. not the case. Uh, and on stage five, the bunch, if they make it really hard, can be thinned out. The Uradler's second one, for example, is at the start of an uphill, uh, maybe. So 
Bilbao is the big threat. I was thinking um, these two, Simon Yates and Bilbao, they had sprinted against each other before in a smaller race, Tour de France stage 12. <laughs> Yates beat Bilbao in a break to Banya de Begor in a sprint. Bilbao's sprint seems to have improved since then and gets the best of Yates. But yeah, fine now. 15 seconds out of Bilbao. 16 seconds out of Yates. Sheffield is down into fourth on 45 seconds. Schmidt, fifth on 46 seconds. Hayter, sixth on 50. Svenerik Bistrom, 54 seconds. Tiberi, eighth on 58. O'Connor on a minute uh, in ninth. And Jorge Izaguirre, 101. Same time as Schachmann and Hirschi in uh, 10th, 11th, 12th. KOM, Vine has it. Points, it is. Bling goes two points ahead of Vine. Bling should take that out. One would think, unless he struggles tomorrow. Sheffield still leading the Zwift Young Riders jersey, 13 seconds ahead of Antonio Tiberi. And just a shout-out to Nutnail Tesfatsion, sixth, by the way, to, in today's stage. Very nice, versatile rider. Um, I'm keen to see him at La Guelia, all those sort of races <laughs> for Trek. Um, just a really good rider. Yeah, I think so as well. Definitely uh, showing, like, in the in the behind the scenes of this. Because also, like, Milan Vader came back from that injury at Catalonia. This is almost his best result, right? Or I think so as well. Eighth in this race, in the stage itself, really strong result. Is the kind of rider where we didn't know where he was going because we he had a, a different way into the sport. I, I think he was like a mountain bike rider and then went into the, the team of Jumbo Visma and had that major crash last year that basically threatened his life for a while. So glad that he was able to get his life back up to rails but also that he was able to get back on the bike and also that he's able to get back results right now because i agree this is one of his best results eights on this stage sure it's, it's top not 10 in any race exactly so i definitely rate it quite high but i also want to talk about jay van a tiny bit more we know that he's got the giro d'italia on his schedule we know that he's shown now in the aussie itt national championships yes jay Vine can time trial now we kind of had the idea that he could, but he didn't have the perfect bike nor the setup at Alpecin. So he needed UAE to set that right for him to be able to show it. And he did that so far. Now, not the greatest time trials in the world, as in like the level of the riders in it. But I would say that it does show that his time trial is good enough, at least Flazov level time trial. I think it's better, but at least better. worst case scenario, Vlazov yeah. time trial. Yeah. And from that point, we go to a Giro d'Italia that is with Remco, with Thomas, with Roglic, all signed up for the race. Now, if Thomas shows up in Santos at another level right now, then he's you know, going on a holiday in Italy for three weeks. Because this man dropped before no, no, Corkscrew no, no, no. today. Thomas would be good. Thomas has be been good. completely useless for the team, I would argue, at certain points no, in this race as well. He pulled the front for a little bit today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Gary. Sorry, Gary. I apologize completely. Well, some other guys have. Uh, that that's true that's true <laughs> i know who you're referencing now um, i would say i would still like to see one world tour one week race where he's also in the gc lead before i can 100% say oh jay fine is co-leader with almeida and the giro but on, i would argue man. that he deserves it he deserves <laughs> that position but i think he's doing Tirreno, right i'd like he's to see doing... a good gc at Tirreno. Tirreno and Catalonia. And, and Algarve. Yeah. And Murcia, but that's not going to say much Algarve about the GC. has a TT, right? Uh, yes. 
usually does. Yeah, Correct. final stage is a TT. So, and it's 24Ks too. Write it um, down. I mean, isn't tactically having Vine as a co-leader the best thing Almeida could hope for? Vine goes with the initial attackers, sits on, and Almeida diesels back. Isn't yep, that... I agree. So, like, tactically, but I mean, makes sense That's as well. the case. Does Almeida not hinder potentially Vine taking more time in a certain stage if he's actually on top? I mean, yeah, Vine should, like, if he feels good and he stro- can drop Remco, probably should. Yeah, um, but that's also a big Who do you though. think will have a better TT? Him or Almeida? Oh, I thought you were going to say him and Remco. I was like, mate, come on, get out of here. <laughs> him I and Almeida? Vine will, beat Rem- Vine will beat Remco in that steep TT. If we take a look at Joao Almeida two years ago, his time trial was really strong, but yeah, last year it wasn't. <laughs> exactly, his time trial at UAE hasn't been very strong, I would say. So yeah. compare that to Jay Vine, whose time trial is... Hasn't been in the wind tunnel. Exactly. But it's also not skyscrapingly high yet, so maybe that wind tunnel can change it. Maybe it doesn't have the biggest impact either. I'd say it have a, it should have a proper impact on his, on his time trial, or at least Turn it up a tiny bit. I think Jay Vine's time trial might be better than Almeida at the Giro d'Italia. Now, we might not see it at Tirreno yet because that's still early. Depends on when they can fit in wind tunnel practice and so forth before then because Algarve, Murcia and so forth in February, not much time to do that in between. Only like the last week of January to do that. And he's probably going to stay in in Australia for a few more days. So I think, in my opinion, he should be co-leader at the Giro. But I'd like to see it at Tirreno first. Okay. I mean, is Pog doing Tirreno? He normally does. Anyway, we'll I see. I think he's I doing Paranese this time. Am Pog. I stupid? I think you might be. I am stupid. <laughs> Pog, ne- Pog never does ASO races except yeah. for the Asian. That's true. You <laughs> may um, always do the RCS races with the big guns usually when they can. Anyway, fine looking good for GC. Bilbao, just to, I think tomorrow doesn't off well. This is the thing. Let's look at tomorrow's stage from Port Willunga to Willunga, but with no Willunga Hill. I'll be heading down to the race in the Zwift van, um, checking out the race. So we might have to record a bit later. Wait, NG, apparently. Wait, the Zwift van. Does that mean that you like need to ride on your indoor trainer in the van to make the car no, move? No, or no, 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 no. Ah, would have been nice. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a normal car, I think. Normal van. <laughs> Um, someone's also made a beer with my face on it, so I'm keen to check that out <laughs> at Carnvale. Um, I think it's called Penny Red um, Beer Company. Anyway, not sponsored, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'll go taste that tomorrow. 133Ks. There's just rolly. There's a 1K, 3.2% climb. That's the finish line. Bilbao, there's no way Bilbao should beat Bling on that. But Bilbao, like Pog could win that finish. Yep. Bilbao's not Pog, but could Bilbao take four seconds? Eh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. He shouldn't, really. With Betiol, with Strong, with Matthews, with Ewan, actually. After an easy day, Ewan on 1K, 3% is actually really good as well. Yep. So, Boggio Ewan will be there, and this is the big stage for him. So, Bilbao shouldn't really take time there. Uh, Lofty is the one that's a lot harder, but I would say that UAE have the strongest team for Lofty. Kovi, Hirschi, Bennett, Vine, all in pretty good shape. And yep. Finfisher Black to control early. I'm probably missing someone else. Short backs. Uh, they got probably the strongest team here. And Bill Bow have got, you know, 
Sausalin and Bauhaus and you know Herminator. Yeah. So it's going to be tough <laughs> for them. So it have to be bonuses. Bill Bow would have to come third tomorrow, take an intermediate on Saturday on Sunday, and then win the stage with Vine taking no bonuses. Um, so it's unlikely. Tomorrow should on paper also be the stage where Ethan Hater competes for the victory, but positioning will be key for him on that final. We never know if he's going to be able to compete or not because we've seen throughout this episode and under that he competes and non-competes on the most odd moments during the race. But that being said, on paper, the stage fits him. So on paper, he should be there at the final. Caleb, you and I actually agree with because... Does positioning matter less on this finish than a flat sprint? Because you've got well, some time to move up in the final, but you're using energy to do so. In a 1K, 3%, obviously, they're still going really fast, but there's more likely that there's maybe a three-second period where no one takes over on the front. And yeah. the, when the bunch loses momentum, you can move up perhaps a bit easier. Now, the same you can do in a flat sprint at 60 kph if you freewheel into a corner and take a big risk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Ewan's really good for tomorrow. It's, it really, really is a sprint. I think that he should be good on, um, and it'll be against him and bling also bling is good on it. So yeah, it should be, we've got three or four strong bling hater Ewan. I'm missing someone probably as well. I'd like to see how Tess Fancion goes as well after an easier stage. Um, it's, it's a nice Hugo Page. Hugo Page. Yeah. Yeah. He should be fine. Uh, Lef- I, we have glossed over one guy, and you won't see it in the results, but Victor Lefay was probably fourth strongest on the climb today on Corkscrew. Really? Uh, yeah, he just obviously couldn't contest the sprint when he got yeah. caught by group two behind. And if you're sitting solo on the Montecute descent, you're, you're toast. But, you know, contract year at Cofidus 27, <laughs> he's, he's very good at those punchy efforts, but he's not, he's just not, you know, elite at them. I think I'm going to go for the New Zealand Zebra for this stage. I think Corbin Strong, Strong. is going to take that going to take that stage home. He's got the relative uphill speed as well next to being pretty fast as we've seen at the intermediate sprints. Now, I don't know what the crash will have done towards Corbin Strong. He did lose quite some time in GC today. Nah, he didn't so, look too banged up. So okay. hopefully he's okay. Hopefully indeed he's okay. I do want to see him compete on that stage. And when it comes to other riders that I see that could also compete here... Oh, it's it's a bit difficult, you know. Like, yeah, strong Steinle lead out, dude. F- yeah, G MP Clark, that's really good," said Beric. Um, what G MP Clark? G oh Derek G Clark. Yeah, G's like been riding really well as well. I thought you said Garained as in G. No, 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 Derek G, the track, the Canadian track guy. He's actually quite good. They got a good lead out for Strong. Yeah, I believe so as well. So, Corbin Strong's my pick. My Bilbao pick turned out all right. So, yep. going to keep going. The streak is on. Okay, that's the stage tomorrow. We're thinking it's a sprint. Definitely shouldn't be a breakaway. Uh, the Uni SA team, or whatever, what's it called? Yeah, Uni yep. SA team is, unfortunately for Ewan, down to four riders because all the track guys dnf'd pretty much uh yesterday <laughs> no so, offense but like, yeah i know like that's what i mean like wouldn't it have been better all the guys already mentioned robot and you know saunders and and schultz like one like a couple of them making it into you know 
G2 or whatever today or fighting yesterday, wouldn't have that have been exciting? Like, yeah. No offense to the track guys, but like, what are we doing here? Um, anyway, we'll see tomorrow. Should be a sprint. Um, and hopefully, Ewan does reward his selection for this race. Yep. Until then, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 